Well, hey, how's it going? Uh, it's Tuesday, May 4th, 2021, and of course, you know what that means? Happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be some sort of Star Wars thing going on today somewhere that you can enjoy. Um, I, I'm more of a I'm more of a Star Trek guy, you know. Uh, but uh, Star Wars has its pluses and minuses, just like you know Star Trek does. But um, eh, whatever. May the Fourth be with you and with you. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. And I'm going to try and do it in 20 minutes today, and I might be able to. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, I do appreciate you. I so appreciate you. Uh, if you can, bring someone along with you tomorrow. Say, hey, check this guy out. He's he's some sort of a crazy nutball that the FBI uh, uh, listens to him because he's uh, dangerous or something. I don't know why. They, they, they're nuts. They have they, they don't have a clue what's going on, and I've discussed that many times. <clears throat> I'll, I'll I will discuss the Biden the, the uh, um, FBI today as well. The Biden administration is considering using outside firms to track extremist chatter by Americans. It would expand the government's ability to gather you know intelligence, uh, but of course be criticized by at least me. <laughs> oh, and you probably over surveillance of uh, U.S. citizens. I do not like surveillance of uh, U.S. citizens. Uh, DHS is limited in, in how it can monitor citizens online without justification and is banned from activities like assuming false identities to gain access to private messaging apps. Federal authorities, they, they don't have to use false identities. They can use their own identity. Who's going to know? Oh, I, a guy named John Smith works works at uh, the FBI. If he gets on and he says his name is John Smith, it's not a false identity, right? Anyway, federal authorities can only browse through unprotected information on social media sites like Twitter and Facebook and other uh, open online platforms. Uh, the plan being discussed inside DHS, according to sources, would allow the department to circumvent those limits. In response to CNN's story, uh, DHS said, uh, you know, Department of Homeland Security said, uh, it is not partnering with private firms to surveil suspected domestic terrorists online, and it is blatantly false. We talk about parsing words here all the time, parsing sentences, using specific words to lead a person in a certain direction when that is not the direction it really is. For instance, they said, they are not partnering with private firms to surveil suspected domestic terrorists online. That means they are not involved in the surveillance. The private firms are surveilling, and then they're getting the information. Because it says they are not partnering with private firms to surveil suspected domestic terrorists online. That means they aren't involved in, in the surveilling part of it. They're just collecting it from those who surveil. And the way they parse, parse stuff, I, you got to be a grammar expert like me. I'm a grammar nutball. Anyway, uh, anyway, if you remember, you and I talked about a story a month or so ago where the Pentagon was buying information on citizens from outside firms. 
Anyway, the DHS uh, uh, statement uh, added, all of our work to address the threat of domestic terrorism is done consistent with the Constitution and other applicable law and in close coordination with our privacy and civil liberties experts. That really means nothing, actually. Uh, I don't even know why I said it, because it means so little. Uh, DHS is also working to expand its ability to collect information from public-facing uh, social media sites where users post offered uh, posts offered clear warning signs about potential violence ahead of the January 6th attack, but were either ignored or underestimated by security officials prior to the date. Of course, the FBI ignored them, but came after me. Because... I would have been there defending the Capitol Police, defending the Capitol so they could put Biden in. But as it was said, the Trump administration told the FBI, this was an earlier story, they told the FBI to go after people like me because they wanted the insurrection to work. Anyway, gathering information on U.S. citizens, no matter their beliefs, raises uh, instant constitutional and legal challenges. DHS would be operating in a space that would likely make civil liberties advocates and and conservatives question policies. I mean, conservatives uh, especially don't true conservatives, not the Republicans who are in office now. God knows what they want. They have conservatives have a problem with violating Uh, Privacy. Uh, Privacy advocates on the Hill have already questioned the Defense Intelligence Agency's efforts to get around restrictions on collecting Americans' location data without a warrant by purchasing that data from commercially available databases. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world, okay? Yesterday, after that pushback last month on the refugee limits, uh, keeping with uh, the Trump administration, the White House officially announced it would more than quadruple the number of refugees allowed in the United States this year, uh, while also acknowledging that the actual number of people admitted would fall short of that ceiling. In other words, they said, oh, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let a million people in, but they have to go through the paperwork, and the paperwork will uh, get to the point where it, may, it might allow you know twenty thousand in." Um, in an executive memorandum, that's not actually what it was, but. In an executive memorandum, Biden said, I am revising the United States annual refugee admissions cap to 62,500 for the fiscal year. This erases the historically low number set by the previous administration of 15,000, which did not reflect America's values as a nation that welcomes and supports refugees. In a separate statement, uh, Biden said, we are going to build what has been broken and push hard to complete the rigorous screening process for those refugees already in the pipeline for admission. The new ceiling will open the door to more refugees from Africa, Central America, and the Middle East, contrary to rules barring what the racist Trump called shithole countries, if you remember. Let's let these people in from Sweden and Norway, not from shithole black countries. That's basically what he said. He didn't say that exactly like that, but that's what he was uh, inferring. <clears throat> Less than a week after Human, uh, Human Rights Watch uh, published a report accusing 
the Israeli government of the crimes against humanity of apartheid and persecution for its treatment of Palestinians. A leading U.S. legal advocacy group yesterday submitted a memorandum to the Biden administration outlining the legal basis for reversing Trump-era pro-Israel policies that violate human rights and international law. Now, you, many of you may disagree with me on this, I, I, and that's fine. People are entitled to their opinions. Um, Israel has been destroying Palestinians for decades. We need to go back minimum to the, ninth, is it the 1968 lines or 72 lines? 68? 68? Is it 68? Uh, um, lines where it, it was Israel and, and, and Palestine. If not the 1948 lines. Okay? Israel is out of hand. And every time you call them out, they say, oh, you're just an anti-Semite. Bullshit. You're a bunch of freaking racists. And you want to kill Palestine, Palestinians. You want you you treat them like subhuman. And I'm sick of it. Screw you. Anyway, the memo authored by the National Lawyers Guild. Uh, International uh, uh, Committee's Palestine, uh, Palestine uh, subcommittee notes that after four years of bullish and detrimental U.S. policy on Palestine and Israel under the Trump administration, the health, human rights, and humanitarian situation for Palestinians, both in Palestine and in the refu uh, refugee camps surrounding uh, uh, countries, is dire. The memo authors urge the Biden administration to take steps including, but not limited to, and I would agree, I think, with all of these, relocate the U.S. Embassy from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. Immediately. That should happen right today. Absolutely. It should have never been put in, in Jerusalem because that was disputed territory. Reverse, reverse the Trump administration's repudiation of the 1978 State Department legal opinion declaring Israel's settler uh, colonies in the occupied West Bank to be illegal. Yes, absolutely, immediately. And I would go further back than that. Rescind the previous administration's rule requiring made in Israel labeling on goods produced uh, produces in uh, un unlawful settlements as well as former President Donald Trump's former recognition of Israel, uh, Israel's illegal annexation of Syria's Golan Heights. Both. Absolutely. Uh, if it's made in Palestine, Palestine uh, or by Palestinians uh, in occupied territory, then it should say made in Palestine. Uh, reinstate aid to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. Call for an immediate end to Israel's 15-year uh, closure and blockade of Gaza. Refrain from further interference in the international criminal court proceedings and consider ratifying the Rome Statute. As far as the uh, 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 ICC, the Inter International Criminal Court, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the fact that uh, uh, our administration is not um, following the ICC and not recognizing the ICC is disturbing. It's just because U.S. 
government entities want to get away with murder. And it's more than just Israel. Um, and uh, reverse Trump's order falsely conflating criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism, which is exactly what I said a minute, uh, a minute ago. That anytime you criticize Israel, somebody says, oh, you're just an anti-Semite. Bullshit. I'm sick of hearing it. It has nothing to do with being with anti-Semitism. It has to do with anti-stop killing people that you don't like. And finally affirm that the uh, that boycotts for human rights such as the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement are formally highly protected speech under the U.S. Constitution. If I want to boycott Israeli goods, it, that that shouldn't be a bad thing. Moving on. Uh, zero GOP lawmakers have backed uh, For the People Act. Uh, the For, For the People Act. Uh, congressional Democrats, you know, the, the comprehensive plan to strengthen U.S. democracy by making it easier to vote, curbing Patterson, uh, partisan gerrymandering, and limiting the influence of money in politics. A survey of 1,138 likely voters across the country conducted from April 16th to April 19th by um, data for progress on behalf of uh, Vox found that when uh, presented without partisan cues, the voting rights and election reform bill is popular with voters across party lines, at least most of it. Uh, overall, 69% of the electorate supports the For, For the People Act, including 52% of Republicans, 70% of Independents, and 85% of Democrats. A greater share of Republican voters supporting the same-day voter registration for all eligible voters, 49% uh, uh, then opposed it, which was 42%. In addition, 48% of Republican voters say they were in favor of limiting voter roll purges compared with 34% who said no. And 56, I don't understand why they think it's okay to, to, um, I, I think we should, we should, um, do, uh, roll purges to anybody that makes over $200,000 a year, 400,000. Let's go with $400,000 a year. We should do that. Um, 50, uh, 56% expects, uh, express support for 15-day early uh, voting period for all federal elections versus 34% who did not. What's wrong with early voting? Who cares? Just let them vote. Why would you limit it to just one day? That's the stupidest thing. When asked if all states should be required to use nonpartisan commissions to draw congressional districts so that no party has an advantage, 59% of Republican voters and 71% of independent voters said yes, compared with 25% 11% respectively who were opposed. Uh, this is all bad news for Republican lawmakers who don't support the bill. Their own constituents support the bill, but they do not. Now even Republican voters will see that GOP, uh, the GOP as toe to the party line rather than uh, th them wanting fairness in elections. It's obvious they, they don't want fairness in elections. And many, many times Republicans have said the more people who vote, the less likely of a chance they will get reelected. Time and time again, they say they admit it that if they can get less people to vote, they can stay in office.
Late last night, an overpass carrying a subway train collapsed in uh, Mexico City, killing at least 23 people. It was after 10 last night, Mexico City time, uh, including children. At least 70 people have been hospitalized, seven of whom are in serious condition. Uh, the train was traveling on an elevated part of the city's rapid transit system on the newest line, 12, also known as the Golden Line, when part of the overpass collapsed onto traffic below, and then a train came through. Why is this so important? First, of course it's important because people died. It was horrible what happened in Mexico City. Second, it's important because this was a new section of elevated track, and this is why government oversight is so important. Government contracts need oversight. The government needs to go to businesses and make sure they're doing their job right, even if it's not a government contract. This is why it's important to allow government to make sure private enterprise is not killing citizens. Third, because Republicans here in the U.S. are blocking infrastructure and offering a pittance instead, which would never do enough to fix our crumbling bridges and roads. They're, asking, they're offering $600 billion, which is nothing, nothing, and would do nothing. It would just continue, allow us to repair a couple of things here and there and uh, not actually replace or repair things completely. Moving on. <clears throat> uh, the Food and Drug Administration is expected to authorize Pfizer Bio, uh, BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine for administration to adolescents as young as 12 by early next week. According to the uh, to a federal uh, health official, I think they may okay it, uh, its use on Saturday. Pfizer claims demonstrating 100% efficacy in children under uh, 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 children as young as 12 years old, with side effects similar to those who ha- that have occurred in young adults. An FDA spokesperson declined to comment on its anticipated approval. <clears throat> Now, I warned you, if you've been around for a while listening to me, I, I warned you about this on, on at least one story uh, before. Uh, I, warned, I, I warned this would happen a long ago. Uh, I mean, uh, to some of my friends, for 20 years, I've been warning people to pull their money out of De Beers and other diamond companies. Pandora is a company that produces more jewelry than any other company in the world. Uh, it's from Copenhagen, I believe. And today, it announced a major change. It won't use any more mined diamonds in its products. The Copenhagen, yeah, Copenhagen, the Copenhagen-based company, and it's uh, instead shifting towards the use of diamonds created in labs, which it emphasizes have the same optical, chemical, thermal, and physical characteristics. Except, I would argue that they're actually better because since they're uh, uh, grown in the lab they can uh, make better quality gems. Uh, The collection called Pandora Brilliance is rolling out in the United Kingdom and expected to launch globally next year. Lab-grown stones have been billed as the ethical, traceable alternative to mined diamonds. You ever see the movie Blood Diamond? Right? I think it was Leo DiCaprio, right? Wasn't he the one in that? Uh, Anyway, yeah, diamonds have a, have a... a horrible history, especially in South Africa, of, of slavery and, and you know for for mining these things. Pandora said they've uh, they're graded on the same four C's as mined diamonds, uh, uh, like you know cut, color, clarity, and carat weight. The four C's. Uh, I, I was a jeweler. 
I, I used to grade diamonds. I know a lot about diamonds, so listen to me. Um, you think there can't be a diamond market crash. I was a jeweler. I know the history. If you think there can't be a diamond market crash, think again. What stone do you think was more valuable than diamonds? I think I mentioned it in a story last year. I talked about the history of pearls. At the turn of the last century, you know, 120 years ago, 100, 100 to 120 years ago, pearls were so rare that they were more valuable than diamonds. The science of getting an oyster to cultivate a pearl began in the early 1900s in Japan. Uh, uh, Kokichi Mikimoto, considered the father of modern cultured pearl industry. You know, there's uh, you can buy, go out and buy Mickey Moto uh, pearls. That That's a brand name. That's his brand. Well, I mean, obviously he's dead, but I guess it's family. Um, anyway, he began experimenting uh, with uh, nucleating uh, Akoya pearl oysters and was finally successful in cultivating pearls after nearly a decade of experimentation. Now, when I say nucleating, that means he would take a little bead, he would pry, just barely pry open the, the, uh, uh, the oyster, take a little bead, drop it in there, and after about six months, it started uh, forming. Now, what is a pearl? A pearl is basically spit. Uh, this little grain of sand gets into an oyster or a bead, uh, as with cultured pearls, it gets into an oyster and it irritates the oyster and the oyster basically spits on it. It's called knacker, N-A-C-R-E, I believe. Uh, it basically spits on it because it's irritating it. It's like having a lump in, in uh, a, a grain of uh, something in your, in your mouth, like a piece of wood or something in your mouth. And you're like, oh, what the f this thing is bothering me. So you spit on it to make it softer. Um, Anyway, that's what a pearl is. So he, he did that. He put beads in there and he started cultivating uh, pearls. Within 20 years, pearls dropped to less than 10% of their value. I'm telling you, get the hell out of the diamond market or, in, or, or, or invest in hedges on it. I mean, it's going down. De Beers is going down. De Beers has been the world diamond market leader. That's why they, they weren't allowed to have stores in the United States for decades. Anyway. Guys, man, thanks for listening. That's it. I truly appreciate you. Um, happy Star Wars Day. I went a little bit longer because I ranted. You, were, I had several rants this time. Uh, I expected to be un, uh, done in under twenty minutes, and now I'm I'm, I'm working on uh, twenty four. <coughs> Tuesday, May the fourth be with you. 2021 PVTV Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I truly appreciate you being here. Bring someone with you tomorrow. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. And remember, as always, you really have to remember. Let me have some coffee here because I got time. Remember, always remember. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. Thanks for coming by. Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. May the fourth be with you. Hashtag. <laughs>